Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, natural National trainer and brand builder, Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin Podcast. My name is Megan Patterson. And I'm Erin Jensen. And we are your hosts here already on episode number 16. All right. Yeah, so. It's cranking through. We're going to talk about something a little controversial, as they say in Spanish. Ooh. Controversial. Um, well, it's not controversial so much, but it's just, I think, something that there's a lot of curiosity about, but people don't really bring to the surface. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it from this angle. Yeah. You think so? No. We're going to talk about influencers. 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 The good, the bad, and the ugly. I think you're an influencer. I don't know about that. You know what sucks <laughs> is that, like, influencer has such a negative connotation in my mind. Like, if I saw somebody with the word influence in their bio or if they introduced themselves like, hi, I'm an influencer, I would, like, gag on my vomit. What is a good term for a good one? But, I, I mean, they're literally, they literally influence. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what another, you know, a social conduit, uh, you know what I mean? Like, what else can you call an influencer? I mean, you influence people to buy, like, thousands of your candle. I mean, what can... Yo, I just speak the truth. You know, after I, I put up, so I recently put up a, a candle called the Megan Candle, which I did not create this, okay? I did not pitch an idea to our candle maker and say, can you make a candle with my name on it? She gifted me a candle for my birthday that has the scent Palo Santo plus Badass. Badass is a blend of different notes, and she called it the Megan Candle, and I fucking love it. And I was like, we got to sell this. You know, like, I, got, I just want to see, not even we got to sell this. I put it up on the internet thinking, like, let's see if we can sell it. Like, mm -hmm. we didn't even pre-order it. We didn't have any ready to go. I was just like. If we, we had no inventory. No, none at all. I was like, if we could pre-order, if I could pre-sell 50 of these candles, then we'll we'll have Amy, our candle maker, make them. We smashed the. Oh. We smashed the pre-order. I mean, at least 100 in the first hour. Mm -hmm. And so I was mind blown because shit, it has my name on it, you know, and people are like, you should it better be, be good. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, I wouldn't sell a candle I don't like. No, you know what I wouldn't. mean? We don't sell anything we don't like at the treatment. Like even in the beginning, when we first came out with products that we sold for a little bit and realized we didn't like, we pulled. Mm -hmm. So everything we sell, we love. And this particular candle, people are like, damn, Megan, you should be in sales. I'm like, hmm. That just seems kind of boring. You know, I just I you would like truth. die inside if you had to work in sales. Like imagine being like I'm in a medical device salesperson. <laughs> boring. <laughs> Hell no. No Fuck hate no. to our reps. We have a lot of I know reps, a so lot of our clients are reps. But, you know, like for certain people, that is an amazing job because when you crush it, you fucking crush it. You make a lot of money. But listen, I I'm not going to drive all over the Southland to go to different medical offices to pitch a hip replacement. I, I got to be in Mexico. You sometimes. can't be nice to like nice to everyone either. Like you got to like some people at the offices can be dicks too. So you have to like put on a happy face. Usually like it's would. me. Usually I'm the one that's the dicks. When salespeople would come when I was working the front of the treatment and they would be like, hey, I just wanted to bring you like some coffee and we can chat. I'm like, what are you selling? What do you want? With that judgy I look. keep it real. I'm like, listen, honey child, I'm not going to buy a vagina tightening machine from you. So don't waste my time. I don't care if the Starbucks is free. But no, you don't understand. Radio frequency vagina tightening is the shit. It's what the, everyone's doing. No. <laughs> so we bring that up because we keep it real. In this episode, we're going to keep it real with you about our uh, influencer relationship. Yes. I, so I don't consider myself an influencer because influencers' jobs, their hustle is to use their platform to sell something. Um, and, and I don't say all influencers are bad. Like I actually love some influencers, mm -hmm. you know, that we've personally worked with. So well, let's start with how, from the beginning, mm -hmm. our business and well, wait, you're going to ask oh. me if I'm an influencer. Do you consider yourself an influencer? Um, no, well, I don't think so. I mean, I get, I, same thing. I just tell people what I like, but I don't have like an Amazon affiliate. You uh, don't have a like to own it. I don't have a like to own it. People tap can see what you're wearing. No, but sometimes I I say if there's someone I follow and I I like their style. I feel like they curate things in a good way. 
I do not mind supporting them by buying something through their Amazon link. Yeah. But when someone is just like, just posting the same like shit over and over, it's like ad after ad after ad. Mm-hmm. Then that's when it gets a little tiring. But no, so most things I do, like, yes, I am an ambassador for figs and I have a, like, I have a relationship with figs. So I could, guess you could consider me an influencer that way, but I will tell you which sunscreen I like. I'm not getting paid for it. I will mm-hmm. tell you where I get my hats. I'm not getting paid for it. So I'm not like linking everything to affiliate links. But even if you were getting paid for it, it would only be something that aligns with you. Yes. And I think that's what good influencers do or should be doing. But I feel like you can smell out the very like basic generic ones very oh, quickly. Oh man, I'm having PTSD flashbacks just thinking about that. So, okay. So this episode is the good, the bad, and the ugly. About working with influencers in a business. From a business perspective. From a business perspective. So we're not talking about how Aaron and I are influencers or how we're not influencers. This is how we as the treatment, working at the treatment and building the treatment has had relationships with influencers and how they've gone well and how they've been fucking horrific. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Fucking horrific. There's some real jams out there. Let me oh just tell you. My God. And we're not naming names, so don't even get excited, okay? Yeah. This is going to keep all these people anonymous except for the people we like. Yes. Then I'm going to drop them. Okay. I'm going to drop their names. So let's start in the very, very beginning of our business. It is the winter of 2017, Megan and I are living in my living in my dining room. Dining room that was the home office with products and computers and boxes and building the back end of our website and everything, blah, blah, blah. So we had planned on opening the office in January 2018, 2018. And December was all about building everything. So what we decided to do, we decided to launch our products prior to opening our business. And what we did is that, I mean, the joy of social media and the thing I'm very thankful for is that I had already built a following on social media. So I already had followers to to communicate with. So what I did is that we, you know, curate, uh, created our signature treatment mask. And the awesome thing about it is that it's very Instagrammable. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great green color. So what I did is, and this is like when we had no money. So me sending out 30 masks to people I knew that was a lot it was a lot and like shipping costs like it was it's a it was a lot of money back then Mm -hmm. and I sent them out to all the people that I knew like my friends in figs um you know photographer friends I had and for people don't know figs is a medical scrub company yes medical scrub company so people in the medical industry any semi type of influencer friend I had or just someone that had a decent amount of followers like above 10,000 followers like oh yeah I have this friend who does this or this that and the other sent it to them and I asked them on the same day to post a picture of themselves in the mitt mask just as like a friend as a favor Um, and the campaign if you want to call it that ended up going viral and it went amazing Mm -hmm. and we were able to launch our products with that type of buzz and it just like worked really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because when Aaron, so, you know, we're sitting at this dining room table, scared shitless, like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, is this even going to be successful? And Aaron made me go, she, she made me create a list of hair salons in the 909 and bring them mini succulents in like mint pots and mint chocolate covered cookies. And that we dipped ourselves. That was like our boots on the ground marketing approach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was the director of marketing because no way in hell Aaron would go and fucking deliver plants with our business card on it. I had to do it. And let me tell you, I'd walk into these hair salons and these girls would be like, the fuck you want? And I'd be like, um, I just, I just want to drop off a free plant. I, I'm with the, 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 the treatment. It's a skin boutique. And they're like, leave it on the counter. Anyways, <laughs> God. So I know how it is to be a salesperson because I was trying to give away shit free and people like, were chewing me up and spitting me out. Yeah. I'd walk into these hair salons and they'd be like, and can I help you? I'm sorry, no soliciting. And I'm like, no, I just want to give you something, something for free. I have a skin boutique. Do you know Botox? Oh my God. And I just run out. Aaron would have, and I was, it was so fucking demoralizing to like go from, like I seriously felt like a vacuum salesperson in, in the 20th century. Nobody wants a fucking vacuum. And I was giving away stuff for free. So anyways, that was our marketing plan. Giving away mint masks to micro-influencers mm-hmm. for free and, and, and reaching out to local hair girls. Um, and, you know, what's funny is that those girls that, like, told me to kick rocks at their hair salon, now they all come to us. 
you know, in the beginning. Can I get an appointment even though Aaron's fully booked? Yeah. They're like, but I know, but, but, but that girl dropped off a succulent three years ago. So can I get in? Oh my God. That was so scarring. I hated you for that. I hated that. I was like, what has my life come to? I am like dropping off baby plants to get, hopefully get people to come in. And it was, it was scary because I was like, what if nobody comes in? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But people did come in. So after about a year, you know, we had kind of readjusted. So we, yes. So th- we were very fortunate that little campaign kicked off our Claremont office and like, boom, yeah, we didn't have to really do anything else yeah. after that. And I was very fortunate. Most of my existing patients I saw followed me to the office. So our schedule is booked all awesome yeah well we decided to open up the newport office uh in uh, probably four months after we opened the claremont office we started the ball rolling to open the newport office uh we didn't open it until about a year later just with logistics and finding areas and building things up so with that being said it's a new territory we don't have existing clients in it um we wanted to figure out a marketing campaign to try to spread the word in a very saturated aesthetic market that is Newport Beach. Gosh, I mean, I think Newport Beach will be the first drive through Botox if it's ever legal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ted, did you hear about the cool sculpting machine in a van that came to our office? Yes, they stalked me. Okay, tell the story. They stalked me. They straight up found out my name and tried to like send me food and like corner me in an alley and be like, yo, Megan, did you hear about this, this cool sculpting, this fat burning shit we could do in a van? And I'm like, that's creepy and I will never be interested. The lady came and saw Andrew, our front desk yes, guy in and, Newport. And so Andrew gave me a heads up and I was like, and I think I was covering Andrew for lunch one time and she came in. And I'm not mean, but I'm not nice. I am very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's a very Aries trait. We lead with the head. We have fucking horns. So she came in and when she mentioned the word van, I was like, oh, hell no. I knew exactly who she was doing anything in a van, mobile cool sculpting. And I said, yo, get your hustle on. But I was like, listen, honey, you can quote me on this. And she brought, I think, like a girl she was training on how <laughs> to pitch this this stuff and I said listen I'm going to save your time and mine I will never be interested in mobile cool sculpting I will never be interested in a cool sculpting machine in our office stationary let alone mobile okay we we aren't a mobile dog groomer we aren't a mobile detailer this is not our bag and she was so shook she's like but 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 and I was like listen girl like I'm gonna save you money you won't have to buy me Starbucks or fucking corner bakery because I'm not gonna buy your shit Yes. You know, there's hundreds of other med spas, quote unquote, which I hate the word med spa in Orange County that you could hit up that might be interested in that. But I said, we're like in and out. Our menu is fucking tight and clean and, and it's been perfected and it's not overwhelming for a reason. And she was like, uh, she's like, can you repeat that? And she she <laughs> called me. No, she DM me and she was like, Megan, what did you compare your menu to? And I was like, in and out. In and out is a, a hamburger chain. Why did she reach out to you? Again? Because she was obsessed with me. She wanted um, to use that as marketing. Yeah. We're in and out. We provide one service, cool sculpting in a van. Yeah. So in and so out. That's a, that, I guess that's Orange County for you. In a yeah. Nutshell. Orange County. So Orange County was a different beast, right? Because Claremont, if you guys are listening to this in another part of the country, Claremont is a very uh, warm, collegiate, small, uh, quirky town. A lot of mature trees, the land of PhDs and mature trees. It's it's a very, very cute neighborhood. Um, and it's just one of a kind in the 909 Inland mm-hmm. Empire. Um, so, you know, we, we, we definitely made a, a place for ourselves in that neighborhood, Newport beach. If you've never been to Southern California, real housewives of orange County, it's a thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's a vibe. It's a, it's a lifestyle, but we had so many clients from visit us in Claremont from orange County when we opened that we wanted to bring it closer to them. So, and if you live in orange County, you do not p- drive past the 91 freeway. I know there's so anything. spoiled. They're so spoiled. But so we knew, wow, they're com- coming all the way up to Claremont. Like, yeah, there has to be this need for natural aesthetics in that saturated market. Yes, uh, because, you know, just like there are good, bad and ugly influences, there are good, bad and ugly aesthetic injectors, mm-hmm. you know, who kind of ha- give a bad reputation to the rest of us. So we open up Newport and it was just different. Well, this is before we opened up. Yeah, Newport. before we opened up Newport. Yes. So. I have a friend who is an incredible social media guru. She's worked with amazing brands and companies, and she has an v- impressive track record. And I know her from the outside world, but we also have some commingling in the business world. So anyways, I reached out to her to kind of help us create like a plan of attack mm-hmm. for an influencer program, mm-hmm. which I was essentially in charge of. 
uh, in Newport. So we created like a hit list yes. of influencers that weren't that were from all different veins of influencing. So we had fitness girls, we had makeup artist girls, we had fashion boys, we had fashion girls, we had you know keto diet girls. Like it was just, and we had it categorized to where like. We had the we we kept track of the amount of followers they had. You know, there's websites that can that you can plop somebody's name in their their Instagram handle, and you could see their engagement, their level of followers, like how active they are. There's so much science behind the Instagram world that can that can somebody you can use to leverage their Instagram handle as a business. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had a list of and I and I sent out emails to these people, hundreds of names, hundreds of people who. I, if I found their email on, in their Instagram bio, I, I sent them a personalized message. It wasn't some copied and pasted, yeah. like, hey, love your feed. Do you want to promote the CBD protein powder? When I'm like, what the fuck? I have nothing related to protein powder or CBD. Anyways, so I did a real, like, I put so much time and effort. 90% of them didn't respond. 90% mm -hmm. of them left me on red. And you know what's so funny is that like two years later, like some of them returned after seeing how we popped off and blew up. And yes. and in the words of one of the most influential Southern rappers in the history of recorded music, Mike Jones, um, back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Uh, that's what I replied <laughs> to them when they asked to get into the offices. I hit you up two years ago trying to give you a free fucking facial. And back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. Your facial offer is gone yes. you know what i mean like we were just trying to do our best and we didn't know what we were doing and like you were too good to like you know and so anyways that's 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 my gripe with it but then there were a few so wait then, it, you're that you're just gonna that's all you're gonna say about the bad part of it no we're gonna oh, that was that was just that i'm, I'm going chronologically okay. so that okay, was when it. we were first spewing out emails got it okay so people who could care less left me on red you know which I don't know if I was an influencer, that might be very common, but I was just a little burned because I put so much heart and effort. I mean, I would be like, hey, girl, you just got back from Tulum. Wow, that looked amazing. Did you ever eat at Arca in Tulum? One of my favorite restaurants. Anyways, loved the swimsuit. And the, like I went in on detail on making them feel like this was not a canned yeah. copied and paste email. And they just left me on red. Well, the crazy thing is we answer every single one of our dms mm -hmm. whether how like detailed or pitchy or whack they are yes we answer everything within a few hours so mm -hmm. the fact that you can't even read all your dms yeah they probably have their email inbox has like a thousand unread emails too yeah but that's them. just the type of person we can't place expectations on people who don't operate like us you no. know namaste so <laughs> i that was my first run like but then there were some that were like yeah i'm interested and then they just never followed through and then there was our first wave of people who committed, which was super exciting. One of our first gals was a really popular makeup artist and she suffered from acne and she came through and brought a light kit, a camera girl. She edited the shit out of it all for a facial because the way we operated is that we only did it for an exchange of services. We never paid people. Yes. There was no cash out of our pocket. This mm -hmm. was always a trade. And that makeup artist was such a delight to work with. And she was really sweet and cute. But we realized then that she having half a million followers in the makeup world did not translate to one single referral. Okay. And how we kept track of referrals, shit. We just hoped that if somebody saw her Instagram video of getting a facial by Nico would say, hey, I saw this makeup artist get it, you know, and that was how yeah. the referral. Well, it's on the intake form too. Like, how did you hear about us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the, some people just don't. Yeah. You know, it's they not do. like, you know, say you're a Fashion Nova ambassador and you use the code Megan10. You know, that's how we can keep track or it's a clickable link. Like we are not that advanced. Yeah. This was straight up me with the Google Doc and an email. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was great. But we realized that didn't translate, yeah. you know. Um, so we kind of like reapproached things differently. And then we worked with other girls. We worked with girls in the fitness world. Um, that didn't really translate. We worked with girls in the fashion world. Sometimes that translated. But there was like. There, it, it was just we were kind of like trial and erroring how this worked. Mm -hmm. So then then we started hearing back from like the big time Orange County girls. And this is where it gets ugly. Um, <laughs> this is where Aaron's level of patience is is significantly different than mine. So Aaron is not the one having to go back and forth with these broads, right? So yes, so we would decide on 
a um, agreement prior yeah. to them coming in for treatment. Yeah, and the way we decided on that agreement was not only the amount of followers, but their engagement. So yes. there's this website called socialblade.com that uh, my friend Jasmine put me on to. And you put the person's information in, and it shows their engagement rate. So, you know, you could have half a million followers, but if your engagement rate is low, that means that they do not engage with their followers, and it sometimes fucks with the algorithm. It doesn't translate to influencing them to, to like – penetrating their feet essentially mm -hmm. so you know we offered some of these girls a certain amount of products based on their engagement and kind of like just taking a look like all right you know they're a mom in orange county so maybe moms in orange county follow them who need injectables you yeah. know so be it and so and you know the most horrific girls were the, the that we engaged with were like the lifestyle ones so the ones who you know were self-important because they look hot and have kids and they drive a Range Rover or whatever. Now this is coming, this sounds very judgmental, you know, because who knows, maybe I secretly wish I was a mom with kids in a Range Rover. But what I'm saying is that, uh, the most difficult happened to be the most vapid, the most boring and the most demanding, mm -hmm. the most nasty. I'm not going to name names, but essentially we would create these agreements that we thought were very fair. And if they didn't think they were fair, they would come back, you know, um, and, and I'm not even talking about the girls who would reach out to us yet. Okay. Who would like come to us asking for free shit. So, you know, just some of the ugly ones were just girls who we would, would give them, you know, tremendous service and um, uh, thousands of dollars worth of treatments. And we would ask in exchange for that, them mentioning us in detail what they had done. But instead what they would do is take some very artistic picture of them from the back with like a sunset and it would just be a one word or a two word caption that says like carpe diem and then tag us <laughs> and i'm like bitch we gave you three thousand dollars worth of filler like in your face like in the contract we ask you to recommend like you know just touch base on like we freshened up your face like you don't have to say you had three syringes of voluma yeah we were very like we we understand like injectables is a touchy subject like not everybody is bold faced about saying i get injectables in my face but it was just blatant. And so we touch base with them and be like, hey, girl, like we saw your post. Thank you so much for tagging us on your ass uh, <laughs> when you were in Bali. Um, but could you could we revisit this? Like, could we talk about like maybe get you a picture like fresh face or bare face or talk about this, that or the other? And it was just I mean, the absolute worst was when somebody would get, you know, four hundred dollars worth of free neurotoxins and then in four months be like, hey, we need to revisit this because my Botox didn't work. It's not I there that anymore. one. Yeah, I remember that one. Botox wears out in four months. And they didn't even post the post they were supposed no, to post. No, like, yeah. that's, when, that's when I was done. That's when my level of frustration was to the point of where I was just going to fucking... Well, no, what I don't understand is that it's basic business 101. It's a business agreement. Mm -hmm. And how are they working with other companies... Or do other companies just have lower expectations? It just like blows my mind. Or maybe they have a legal team that's like, I'm going to sue you unless you put up a picture right now wearing a ruffled top. Maybe. And tag yeah. us in it. I just like what I learned from those two, you know, the two the two influencers that we worked with that had the most followers were the most difficult to work with. The most, um, I mean, the attitudes were nasty, just unprofessional. I mean, it makes me think of like when I perform work as a contractor, like, I want you to be so in love with mm -hmm. my work that you throw money at me and tip me and be like, Megan, I want you to come back, yeah. you know? So, which leads me to the next thing. So, let's 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 leave the negativity on shit-talking of influencers. Well, uh, let me just make one little comment. Yeah. Uh, if you see someone that's, like, you know, hot and, you know, has a nice car and stuff, there's so much superficial shit there. And mm. there's a lot of them that are just, like, nasty humans sad and i like shout out to our newport pa jackie because she dealt with most of them um but some people were just like awful and i remember there's this one story of one it's like oh how'd you get into the influencer industry and she was nasty saying i just hired a photographer to take pictures of me with the attitude it's it like, was attitude like, and poor jackie you don't have to like, be here you can go away yeah and that's what all this trial and error was where we learned like who kind of like rises to the top yes. as far as being the most asshole. Yes. Well, and there are some that are med spa whores and they'd post like a picture of themselves in another med spa two months later. Oh, they bounce. <laughs> and, but we didn't know that we were so naive no. in the beginning yes. that we didn't realize. So that's when we created, we created clauses that like, you, you know, cause you know, what could be shady is that, a, you know, a, a chick could get thousands of dollars worth of injectables, post it and then delete it. 
Yes. Trashy. Well, or they go, you know, like, and that's if I was a follower and I see somebody go from Doctor Who to Doctor This to Doctor That to Doctor That to the spa to the treatment to this and the other. I'd be like, where does her loyalty lie? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where we, we, I investigated that when people started reaching out to us and being like, I need lips. And then I'm like, girl, last week you were at Dr. So-and-so's mm -hmm. for, for cheek fillers. So like, I think you're just trying to get a free bag and that does not translate as authentic no. to followers. Yes. And now we, we don't even work with influencers that way because we don't need to, you know, no. it's like one of our marketing things in the beginning, but we do have people that really support us. And I think that's where you were, we're getting to. Yeah. So, you know, the people, so after those just bad apples that, I mean, I just would like yell at in the shower to myself. <laughs> like I would just create these like scenarios. Like if I ran into them at South coast where I'd be like, bitch, but I thank God I didn't, I let it go. <laughs> I say, you know, bless them, change me. Yes. They duped us. I mean, we had people who straight up ghosted us. Yeah. People with major book deals that were like, yes, I love supporting female-owned businesses. Girl power. They come in and get their hundreds of dollars worth of injectables. And I hit him up. I'm like, yo, can I get that static post? Crickets. Left on red. Call him. Straight to voicemail. Ooh. <laughs> so fucking rude. So yeah. nasty. Um, you know, girls who who say, I, you know, girls who were, are bikini models, I'm like, well, she's a girl, so maybe she has girl followers, so maybe if we give her something for free, like, girls will follow. Huge mistake, so naive of me. Uh, this one chick who came in saying I promised her a Cosmolon. Oh, she was atrocious. She first was, of all. She was atrocious. First of all. A Cosmolon isn't something I just pull out of my butt. Like, a Cosmolon is a prescription that is compounded specifically to the person, like, the person's name on it. I would never... Like, if, if I was to give away Cosmolon, I would definitely know about it, right? Well, it's a prescription. You're not giving away a prescription. No, medicine. no. So this hoe, <laughs> part of my language, she comes in. I'm not working that day. I had the day off. And Andrew was like, yo, Megan, I'm sorry to call you, but this chick is, like, stomping and getting all angry at me because she's an influencer who said you promised her a Cosmolon. And she drove from West Hollywood. I said, hold up. I said, I do not promise anybody a Cosmolon. I was like, what's her name? And I pull up the DMs and I start screenshotting and sending it to Andrew. And I'm like, I'll stay on the phone, Andrew, while you talk this hoe down. Um, she's demanding. And so I, I said, no, I offered her a Jesner's peel, which is like one fifth the cost of a Cosmolon. Yeah. She could take it or leave it. At this point, I wish she'd leave. You know, and she's like, and he's like, oh, well, she says she can't do a Jesner's because she's going to Texas tomorrow. I'm like, oh, but the bitch wanted a Cosmolon. <laughs> yes. And you guys, I don't talk to clients this way. I don't use words like ho and bitch. This is just me simply speaking the way Megan speaks behind closed doors because that's what we will always offer you. I promise you that. So um, she she was she took one story. It was whack. It was trash. I mean, there are so many girls who we just experimented with and they just under delivered, mm -hmm. completely under delivered. They just took their shit and ran, yeah. you know, and like I'm just so resentful. And it just it really made me question. Mm -hmm. You almost want I mean, you're never going to do this, but you want to tell other people like a blacklist, like don't work with these people. Yeah. But I think I think that little influencer world, if you just take pretty pictures, I really think that's going away. Oh, yeah. The bubble is bursting. Yes. Like the 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 bubble of, of influencers is definitely burst there's lots of pretty girls out there like in your big yeah your yeah cute i mean but doesn't get well, you that far it's just yeah and so i just you know i think about those girls and you know i really have to say a prayer for them because they 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 ruined my mood for a good six months i know they did and you you took I mean, it out on me a little bit I put in, but okay let's talk about the good okay, okay the good so we have some really good so let's good. leave let's leave those shitheads in the past because you know i pray for them um, so I, so speaking of my friend Jasmine, who's this social marketing, social media guru, she's, so part of my outside life, you guys, like the treatment is just a sliver of my life, but I've also DJed for big retailers, for big clothing retailers. And Jasmine worked for a, a big clothing line at one point and I was DJing a party for them and there was, it was filled with influencers. Like Jasmine's job was to pick the best influencers and invite them to parties and I would DJ these parties. So, you know, I'd be like, oh, shit, that's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. And, -so. and um, so I met this girl, Nadia, through uh, one of these parties that I was I was DJing for. Nadia Albahusen is her name, and she's an amazing model. She had a clothing line for a little bit. She does, like, uh, she does like um, styling. She's just the bomb, and she's very easygoing and very what you see is what you get. So Jasmine hooked me up with her. And, I mean, she has probably, like, half a million followers, you know, clothing deals. She was an ambassador for Boohoo. Like, big deal. And I hit her up and was just like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. Of course she remembered me. 
And, you know, I was like, hey, come out for a free derma sweep, you know. She lives in L.A. and drove 40 miles to Claremont to get a derma sweep, put up the most ridiculous stories, like recording with Nico, like loved it so much, put post stories two weeks up later. Like all we asked for her was just like one story mm-hmm. because I was so scarred and mentally afflicted by those assholes that had happened. I was like, could you maybe just please like put up a 30 second story? And she went above and beyond. And it sealed the deal. Like, that was all she got was a free derma sweep, but she continued to buy products from us. She would DM us when she had a breakout. She was like, she DM'd me and was like, Megan, I have a shoot in London and I have a huge pimple. Like, what's up? We like overnighted her medicine. She would order products from us on her own. You know, whenever she comes to LA, she mm-hmm. DMs me, she texts me, she's like, hey, I'm coming to LA. Can I, I need a buff because she loves the derma sweep. Like, yeah. she drives from LA to Claremont to see us and she's been a beautiful, like, unprovoked just post she's a great person she's a a very very nice yes so nadia albahusin you'll have to look up her name she could i think it's persian but she's a doll and she's fucking funny her and her boyfriend are adorable so i love nadia um also lonnie Mm -hmm. lonnie tonui i think that's how you say her last name she was an influencer we reach out to because she uh is very deep into the fashion world but she's a consultant so she's not one of those she has a full-time job as a consultant and she just happens to have great taste and and a very highly influential group of friends so we invited her out and she was an absolute doll loved the derma sweep she comes on her own she brings her boyfriend she supports us she you know like amazing um, and she's Orange County based. So shout outs to Lonnie, um, Sarah from the mom culture. Mm-hmm. We reached out to her because she runs this amazing, you know, female owned business that has a lot of cute T-shirts and mugs and keychains that support mom, raise good humans. That tagline, she created that. So uh, she's based in Temecula. We reached out to her if she wanted a free facial. She did like a full blown photo shoot, like yes. with an assistant, had lighting, had video, like did a blog post about it. She posts our mint mask like three times a month yes and she asks us like what can i do to help you as another female owned business super supportive so those are just examples of influencers that i've encountered that have been authentic and genuine yes they didn't just come and hit and quit and then moved on to the next because the girls that i experimented with that came in on a hit and quit basis just disappeared Mm -hmm. into thin air so we love those girls you know that's been my personal experience i mean you have some other nurse friends or like PA medical professional friends through the figs world. Yes. So I have a like the medical connection. And mm-hmm. there there's this little subculture of medical influencers. So we and a lot of them live all across the nation. So we send them product and things like that. Um, so, I mean, we don't have this like fully structured influencer program. Like it's Mm-mm. very, very, very grassroots. And I wouldn't even call it any type of structure. But, you know, what I think is best are the people that are there to organically support us mm-hmm. and don't ask for anything. Like, because mm-hmm. they know they really love our business to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, I, we have a large hair girl population too, like mm-hmm. lots of hair girls. And I have several hair influencers that have, you know, over 100, 500,000 followers. And they came to me organically for injectables without asking for anything. Mm-hmm. But throughout conversation, it's like, hey, you know, I'm happy to give you these injectables over time. You know, they just, it's like a, you know, I provide them a great service. They enjoy it. So they tag us. So it's a very organic relationship. Yeah. Um, you go with your gut. Yes. It's not, it's not all black and white. Yes. It's not like we never said if you have over a million followers, you get $3,000 worth of shit. No. Because we have had followers with over a million and it did not translate once. But then we have a makeup artist, Courtney Dapper, who has 7,000. I was 7, just 000- Courtney. Courtney, our girl. Uh, she's a savage. <laughs> um, she has like 7,000, 8,000, 9,000 followers. And we get like at least a girl a week who's like Courtney Dapper. She's been our biggest Claremont like uh, funneler of patients yeah. for sure. So in our experience, we have it took trial and error. So yes. say you're listening to this from a business standpoint, say you're kicking off a business and you are curious about dipping your toe in the influencer world. It's not all black and white. What's been the most successful for us is completely organic. Like if you have a shit product, I, I mean like, that's where you have to start before you even think about having influencers. Like if your product's whack, if you're, you need to go back to the drawing board, slinging tummy tea. Yeah, exactly. Then yeah, you got to pay people to talk about that. Yeah. You have to, you know, if you're selling waist trainers or appetite suppressing lollipops or tummy tea or fashion Nova, that's a whole other realm. Yes. Like we truly believe in our product. So for us, our influencers are more like, um, megaphones, like just projecting the message that like this place is the bomb. 
mm-hmm. you know, not some generic like because we provide facials and injectables and there are so many other places that do the same thing. Yes. Um, so what makes us different is that our personal touch, our playlist, the sense, the drinks that you have, our, our providers, our estheticians, all that. Um, so, you know, what we found is that after we had this, you know, harrowing experience with the with the asshole influencers, I mean, we had to take a step back and be like, because I thought, wow, the money I just spent on that chick, we could have created a mixer for our most loyal clients who mm-hmm. have no Instagram mm-hmm. or who have 30 followers. Like I would have rather spent the money we spent on one person and have uh, a giveaway, have a raffle, have, because those people are the most influential clients that we have in our life. Yeah. Word of mouth is the biggest influence. In That's our, our marketing budget. Like we have completely stepped away from the influencer world. I mean, we have established relationships with our, with our good influencer girls because they continue to love us and they continue to believe in us and they yes. want to come back yes. when they are in town, when they are available, they want to have esthetician treatments, but our marketing budget is fairly non-existent. I mean, we just no. simply try to spoil our existing clients because our best quote unquote influencers are soccer moms. Our best quote-unquote influencers are hairstylists. Mm-hmm. Our best quote-unquote influencers are the girls that you work out with. Yes. Like, that is it. Like, Aaron all day would rather treat, like, if people are like, oh, I could get Amber Rose in or I can get a Kardashian in, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Don't bring me celebrities. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> I don't need a celebrity. Like, police, police. I do not need an entourage taken over with, you know, no, 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 no. It's just... No. Because I think the hairstylist is, you know, hairstylist lash girls, micro blade girls there. We all work in this scene together mm-hmm. because we're all up in the face. But hair girls, I mean, you're looking in a mirror for hours, you know, and, and why do you always look so bad with your hair wet in that? I know I close my that's when tape. I take my glasses off. See, that's why I don't have LASIK, because when after the girl washes your hair and you're sitting with a cape on in the in, in the mirror and you're <laughs> like, I didn't realize how ugly I was. I didn't realize how pasty and how fat I was. God damn it. Because you look like a wet, a wet rat, a rata mojada in the chair. So that's why I take off my glasses so I don't see that part of me. And then I put it back on once I'm quaffed and blowed out. <laughs> so hair girls are crucial. They are crucial to us because they spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. You're in a chair. You know, you might be like, dang, you know, I didn't notice I had that wrinkle or this, that or the other. And a hair girl could be like, I know this really awesome PA or, you know, I know this esthetician or whatever. So we definitely put our efforts into spreading the word. Yeah. word with I think our hair they call them tastemakers, local tastemakers. True. True. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, also, just, you know, moms, you know, mom groups and, you know, like girls who work out together, um, you know, who ask are the most influential. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we, you know, it's. Influentials is not generalized as a bad thing. So if there's anybody out there who considers themselves an influencer, it sucks because it's just like there are some shitty injectors that have given Aaron a bad name, you know, or like the industry a bad Mm -hmm. name, a bad reputation. There are people out there who would not, you know, like you follow a certain influencer for a reason because they have great tips on organizing. Yes. You know, I mean, I personally have no interest in following a, a Mormon mom with five kids and an Aryan looking husband because she, you know, she makes her Aryan. Air, <laughs> aprons, you know, like I do not follow influencers because my idea of what I like to be influenced by is experience but an art. Yes. But you could say someone who has a travel blog is an influencer, too. When you say influencer, you're thinking of like the tall, skinny blonde no, chick. No, no, no. There are, you know solo female traveler influencers this is the thing why would i want to know where a solo traveler girl has been in bali when she is spreading that news to five hundred thousand other people i do not want to be in bali at the same place a hoe with five hundred thousand followers has been i prefer to follow hoteliers like my influencer is Ian Schrager, the founding father of Studio 54, the man who created the idea of the boutique hotel experience. I would give my left tit to <laughs> intern for Ian Schrager for a day. I swear to God, he he is a god in my eyes. Him and Richard Branson. Richard Branson created Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines. He has his own island in Jamaica. Like, he is incredible. Ian Schrager, 
I stand for. I love Ian Schrager. He created Morgan's Hotel Group. If you've ever been into the Clift Hotel, the Hudson Hotel, or the Public Hotel, it is sex on a platter. This man is ingenious. That who that's who I'm influenced by. You know, if he had five hundred thousand followers, would you like He does no, I think I think he has about three hundred thousand. But he posts up stuff. His hashtag is Ian Schrager likes. And it's a really crazy, you know, uh forward thinking concept of a hotel yeah. like in Yugoslavia. Well, I think there is some truth that just the influence the classic influencers getting a little boring yeah well because like, everybody considers themselves one almost you know like what makes you okay you are a hot thin tan girl with a great designer bag what makes you different from anybody else yeah I you know these girls mm-hmm. who these mega influencers came in ahead of the curve they got in early in the game. Yes, if you got in early, you have your own clothing line, you were able you to deal pivot, with Target, yeah. pivot into a brand, those are the smart ones. Yeah. But the influencers now who show off their handbag or their Prada bucket hat, I think they're going to fall off because oh, yes. that's not relatable. Right now, the girls who are crushing it as influencers are the hoes that are doing focaccia starter kits. And what can I make for dinner tonight with everything I have in my cabinet? Those budget conscious you know, how to organize, like those girls are going to crush it because they're more relatable. Yes. So I think the, t- the main takeaway from this is like relatability and authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I see, I don't follow influencer girls who, you know, are, are have a beautiful backdrop of Greece with the white buildings and the crystal blue water, you know, wearing a bikini because I get jealous of that. I get envious of that. And why do my feed is completely purged of that? My feed is filled with friends I love, with babies I love, with landscapes I love, with designers and mm-hmm. businessmen that I love. Yeah, I think that's a great point. If you look at an account and it makes you feel bad in whatever way, even what if is it's your point? friend, true. That is, I mean, that true. like unfollowing friends is probably another episode. So, worth. do you unfollow or can you? You can just hide them, right? I mute. I mute some. Mute. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to have the conversation when they pull up that app and ask me why I unfollowed them. I'm not ready for that yet. But there are some people where I'm like. Am I following them because I I hate follow where I want to mm. just talk shit. I want to be reminded. I want to feel different. I want to feel less than like, why do I do that? Yeah. You know, and, but and I think when you think about it, those people, it's it's not always just a front, but it's so one dimensional. It is. And I mean, and that's not to say that what we like, we definitely curate the Instagram. We create the treatment Instagram and the through the thick and skin Instagram because we want to make it interesting. Like we've kind of developed the science in what we post, but there have been some times where like our posts get zero likes and I'm like, shit, should we delete it? Because likes is a confidence booster. It shows value. It shows worth. But at the same time, we use Instagram as more of like informational. Mm-hmm. So we use it as a way to like, what does lip filler look like? What does Kybella injectables look like, et cetera. Um, whereas, you know, these influencer girls got to get creative with their captions because mm-hmm. how many times can you quote some yoga guru <laughs> and put carpe diem, love, live, laugh, life, love, live, whatever, you know? So, I mean, this, this episode is kind of like, <laughs> Oh my God, I could go on. I wish I could drop names, but I'm not because point being is that like, don't feel bad if you think this influencer is all that. Yeah. Or you see this med spa with all these like bikini models more That's, power to them because I don't want them. Yeah, <laughs> we what we want we want our our your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. We want the principal at your kid's school. Yeah, like we want you know we want people who who and and we this is the thing like we are not everyone's bag. No, like we like there are that's why we don't believe in competition necessarily. Like you know there are so many injectors and there are so many estheticians out there. And they all offer something for someone. You know, yeah. it's just like, why are there hundreds of thousands of hair stylists? You know, different strokes for different folks. So, you know, what we've learned is that that influencer program was definitely an experiment. It, I lost some hair over it. Um, but nowadays, like, it's just, I mean, the gall. And I, and I mean, I really applaud some of these girls who are so bold to asking for free shit, you know. And I would come at them. I'd clap back and be like, sure, give me a, like, show me your, show me a kit. Like, where's your media kit? Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, I want lip filler. Want to collab? And I'd be like, sure. Email me your media kit, your deliverables. And they never do. A previous campaign that you worked on yeah. with statistics. Crickets. What? <laughs> Girl, if you want to play the game, you have to bring it. <laughs> well, let me talk about it. If you are an influencer, you know, or say you're trying to build your brand and you want to work with a company, 
support them first. You yeah, know, like coming cold, like Megan with Phil's one day it will come to fruition because yes. she genuinely likes them like that. Those are the relationships that work. Mm-hmm. Just don't like send your resume to every damn med spa or every clothing company or every candle company because you want a sponsorship like go with what you love. Like those are the best people yes. to work with. And that was the other thing when I would see some of these influencers that would hit me up. I'm like, damn, yesterday they were promoting pedigree pet food the day before McDonald's. they were promoting Vagisil the day before that. They were reporting, they were, what the, the Gardasil. The day before that, <laughs> they were promoting, you know, like Kleenex. What the fuck, girl? You'll sell yourself for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, uh-uh, that's tacky. And, you know, there might be some effect with their campaigns because, it, you know, it, it permeates their subconscious of their followers. But for me, that just screams inauthenticity. Yeah. And I don't want to have anything to do with that. If you would gladly pay for a service or product from us because we we are really good at what we do, dope. And then you happen to get it for free, dope. You know? Because I know if any of my friends were starting a business, I will pay full price. Yeah. Because I want to support them. I want to see them thrive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't ask for discounts. If my friend is pouring a candle, I'm not like, hey, girl, can I get the friends and family discount? They're starting off. I'm like, take my money. Yes. I'm buying four because I'm going to keep three for birthdays and keep one for myself. So um, I don't know where I came off on that one. It was a little bit of a no, tangent. No, you want to support the businesses you want to support. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be feisty. I think in our business, you know, we do have this white glove service, but it doesn't mean you can be a snatch or a bitch because we'll, I'll call you out on well, that. Well, can you? Yes. We, we can discharge you. Oh, I, and I have. Yeah. We've asked people not to return because- the way people treat our employees, it's it's like there's no there's no power. I do love that about us is that the our staff has been um, gently instructed to like clap back in a nice but sassy way if someone's like being a bitch to mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got time for that. Yeah, I'll know? just let them. And and also we do a very good job at like um you know like covering our ass and and dotting our eyes and crossing our t's and stuff like that. Like we provide, and so we expect you to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a relationship. Yeah. You don't have to come to us. We don't have to treat you like this to it needs to work well together. It's it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, different people who work with influencers like, you know, makeup. That's a whole different game because you're giving away, you know, a $30 makeup palette. We're giving away hundreds of dollars worth of services and treatments, taking time out of our practitioners lives and estheticians lives to provide these things so it's a little more of a serious game so at the end of it all we realize that like the influencers we have that we work with now are lovely and we don't have any plans on adding more no follower count ain't mean shit mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit doesn't mean shit yeah like, grammatically that was a little weird sorry <laughs> i apologize it's not my strong suit uh, a follower count does not mean anything <laughs> It is not significant. No. It really isn't. You know, I mean, if we lost all our followers tomorrow, that might sting a little bit. But really, you know, we don't put so much emphasis on like the algorithm or the engagement as much as we used to. I used to take it very serious. Like when we dropped in percentage of engagement, I freaked out. But now it's more like people will find us if they find us. You know, I think of some very successful businesses like, you know, really amazing local mom and pop Italian mom and pop Italian restaurants that have no Instagram followers. But they have a line around the corner mm-hmm. and have had it for 30 years. It's not because of their social media. It's because of their product. Yes. So we have amazing product. We have amazing experiences that we offer. And that will speak for itself. Mm -hmm. So no way will I ever be reaching out to an influencer again. Nope. Same here. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) But we love our girls who, who organically support us and who have a platform and who share it because they they do it unprovoked and they do it from like after we kind of like had an initial relationship built it's just been so organic yeah oh you know who's a great one you didn't mention really fast jen schroeder oh my gosh she's like the ultimate sorry jen my apologies jen so that was we already mentioned her in another episode but no yeah jen schroeder so she's a (laughs) pitching coach she's just a overall badass she's an incredible woman and she knows jackie so you know when jackie pitched her as an influencer i'm like but she's a softball coach you know like what how does that translate she's ended up being the most one of the top influential clients we've ever had Mm -hmm. um because she works with all women um women who are outside a lot so you know she's brought on her other assistant coaches moms of girls that she coaches we've had girls come out from albuquerque texas who come to her pitching camps mm-hmm. fly into California and come and see us in Newport Beach because of what Jen yeah. and Jen's very people people say we're very much alike. Jen and I are very very similar, our energy similar, we're both tall and blonde and bodacious 
And when she came in, I mean, she continues to support us. She yes. never expects anything. We gave her stuff in the beginning for free and we still give her stuff at discount. But she, I mean, she comes in and she's like, just tell me what to buy. She's like, I don't care. She's so genuine. She's super genuine, really authentic. Her stories are great. Her content is great. And you would have never thought, but that was just another trial and error. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's sponsored by like, I think Dick's Nike, Lululemon, like she's a sports girl. Yeah. And it translated really, really well. So, you know, if you have a clothing brand, maybe think outside of the box. You know, if you want to, if you have a clothing brand, maybe not reach out to the girl who, you know, takes those pictures where she's like walking in front of her man and she's holding his hand. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about, right? Like, oh my explore gosh. your wanderlust. And by the way, outfit, like to love it, live to like it. Click it for, click for outfit deets. <laughs> Can you tell I'm bothered by all that? <laughs> Oh, well, when Megan gets her Phil sponsorship, she's going to leave all of us in the dust oh, for yeah. that campaign. When I'm hawking tummy tea, I'm like, bye, bitches. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on Kim K's level. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, influencers are not influencers are not world leaders. They are not expected. We have no expectations of them. Like, that's what I learned. And I still I still use that to this day. Like, you have to let go of the idea that an influencer is is um, important enough to, like, lead your life decisions, you know, help yes. you like sway your political vote fuck that it's just a pure person who has leveraged their personality on the internet and is making bank off of it yeah so you know if if an influencer is posting themselves poolside during quarantine and you think that's negligent or irresponsible get off the fucking internet <laughs> it's so true let them just live their life it's let so them true. live you can't be like that's irresponsible kim k for selling an appetite suppressing lollipop <laughs> then don't follow her yeah she's not the president you know and even if she was who gives a fuck like she probably will be you know, like, I just stop putting so much importance <laughs> on internet strangers, yes. including me, okay? If, if you're like, oh, it's easy to say, Megan, you influence or do this. No, I don't. I simply hop on the internet and spew weird shit. <laughs> and people watch it or they don't. Yes, you can make the choice. It's up. To, it's your choice. It's up to you. Yes. I fully support you unfollowing the treatment if I trigger you. I support you unfollowing through thick and skin if you don't like me, if you think I'm annoying. Go ahead, girl. Do what makes you happy. If it means deleting your Instagram, deleting your Facebook, by all means, go ahead. But if you're curious about influencer relationships, I just laid it out for you. Yes. Well, we hope that helped you. Um, you know, we talk the truth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, influencers, uh, good, bad, and the ugly. I don't know. What more can you say? Yeah. Uh, well, we're, uh, we'll sign out for Megan's living room. Maybe next time we'll be back on camera. Who the hell knows? Yeah, we're taking it one day at a time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Soon. Chat later. Bye.